1: Hard-working people, working hard for-
0: 227, this edition of the Moving Iron Podcast is brought to you by Axon Tire, helping dealers move more iron for the past 100 years. For more information, go to Uh, axontire.com. Tractor Zoom Delivered Insights, use their product iron comps. If you like what you see, use Moving Iron to check out and you get yourself a super sweet discount, my favorite thing to say. Super sweet. Super sweet. And then if you also want to get a nice CRM package that helps salespeople sell more stuff, check out Aero, heyaero.com, and you'll get all the great information there that you need. Little little background noise today because I've got some good friends here at the Moving Iron Summit that we are going to uh, going to record a podcast about I don't know whatever comes up so kind of that's kind <clears> of <throat> that's kind of the normal the normal part of that is we don't really know what we're ever going to talk about no no there's
2: never never a uh, outline no. if there is an outline we make it. Halfway through the first one and that's yeah, it. Up, so. Yeah. so
3: you mean it's not like when Megan sent you a list of no. all the questions that she was going to ask you? <laughs> no, nothing like <laughs> that. Nothing like that at all. My wife <laughs> <did>. <laughs> all
0: right. So we'll tell who's here. We got we got Aaron Fennell, Brent Bowen, uh, Matt Hassel. We got Eddie Cleeley Claxton. <laughs> and we got Bryant Robertson and Adam Verner. Adam Werner has his own podcast called Agish and uh, if you get a chance to check that out, make sure you do that. But we had a uh, two days spread over three, and so we had three nights involved in that. So, <laughs> <laughs> so,
3: so. in Nashville. <laughs> in
0: Nashville. So what? What could Broadway. possibly have gone wrong, right? You know, we went to church every night and had had good time, had good fellowship. Yes. The whole time. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But, interaction with brethren. Interaction for brethren. sure, no doubt about it. So. No, it's a good time. I was always, you know, I look forward to this every year, getting together with you guys and, and talking about what's going on, what we see happening. So, let's. Uh, we have a pretty good cross section here. So we got the High Plains, we got Corn Belt, we got South, Deep South, really, really Deep South, and then we got Adam. <laughs> <laughs> That's in the deeper South. <laughs> so, let's just talk about what's going on. So, we're in the middle of corn harvest. All that stuff's going on. What, what do you what do you can anybody just start talking but any what do you guys seeing out there right now uh, Southwest
4: Georgia we're trying to finish up corn and already digging peanuts yep. been working on that a couple of weeks uh, cotton beet foliage in a week or two and phenomenal harvest on corn peanuts look great
3: all, all the way great. across the board yes all, all of them look good in the south So uh, we're
4: very thankful and just hope the hurricanes stay out of the way so we can get going and,
5: and yeah, finish up early it. this season. yeah, yeah. yeah. what do you seeing in your neck to us? Central Illinois, western Indiana, we've had isolated weather events that are going to have problems for some people. Our yield is not what it should be, but it'll be good. Mm-hmm. It's going to be very sporadic on yield. Pretty spotty? Some very, very spotty. Yeah. So the rains, I've been watching the weather,
0: so the rains have been very even for us out in the Panhandle, man, that's been—I'm not kidding you—it'll rain on one guy's circle, and they'll be the neighboring
5: circles are as dry as a bone. And yep. You know, it's like that. It's been we're, is we're, it pretty similar. We're seeing a very similar thing, and uh, wind is what's really probably got our harvest more dicey than normal. Yeah, we've got a lot of twisted up corn, and guys don't know about it yet, but yeah. it's out there. It's out, there. yeah, yeah. yeah. So you guys down
0: south have been wet, right? You guys have had real wet. This took some focus on
4: the peanuts and corn, uh, peanuts and cotton. We've got some sections that are not going to do and perform as well. They peanuts washed out, cotton just too much water on it, but
3: not enough heat units. Yeah, not
4: enough heat. But for the most part, we were hoping for a tremendous cotton. Uh, peanuts so far look good, but yeah. really won't know till we get deeper into it.
1: Yeah, and right now we've probably got one of the biggest corn crops we've had in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, I was talking to one of our guys in southeastern Virginia. He's averaging around 318, 320 wow. on some corn, yeah. which is extremely well, extremely good for that area. Cotton, there's a lot of cotton down further to the east. It's probably 40% open. They're getting ready to start defoliating. We've got some soybeans the guys will be picking in two weeks. Peanuts are on the ground. Um, Crop looks really good. There's a few guys that are having some disappointments because we had a very, very wet um, spring. Mm -hmm. Um, There was a lot of drowned out. There's some cotton that's starting to turn red. It's it's flushing out. But other than that, I mean, I think it's going to be a good crop.
0: Yeah. What are you seeing, dude? Uh,
2: Finishing chopping silage, starting, well, yeah, about half done with beans, which then everybody usually follows in the beans with wheat um guys getting oh early beets yeah early sugar beets are rolling um and then once our bay gets caught up with that we'll be on corn in a month or so yep
0: we are we are late corn country yeah we are late corn country for sure and we have uh i'm interested to see what our yield looks like i mean some of the corn i think in the field that looks good that's irrigated corn that looks good i want to be in, I really want to see what the yields come out to be because I right. think
5: I think it looks better from the road than what it yeah. is. I think I, I think there's I think there's a ton, a ton of that, yeah. especially out in our part of the world, yeah. man. We've got yeah. the exact same thing. It looks fantastic from the road, but when yeah. you get into it, it's not there. Yeah, disease come in that late summer rain. Yeah, wrecked yeah. us.
1: Well, we've got something that looks really bad from the road, but it's really good the further down the field. It's just a varying yeah. soil soil textures.
5: Yeah,
0: yeah. So now we can't can't possibly do one of these podcasts and not at least talk about that's the most farm talk we've ever done. <laughs> you know that?
2: Well that's because it's not just you and me. That's true.
1: But now, but Housel has It's
2: been. not just Scotts Bluff County and Box Butte <laughs> County.
4: We actually have other states. I didn't even get into the other crops we've got. <laughs> we didn't even go there. We still got pecans, yep. we finished yep. up with watermelon, still got some vegetables running. Yep. Uh, watermelons were not what Expected the market drop, to bottom out. So it was yeah. good early. Yeah, yeah good. Back in June. Very, very early, and then really sweet, corn, uh, sweet corn. Sweet corn's kind of holding its own. Okay. Yeah. a good bit of that still going on. So yeah, I think the rain in our area has really affected our sweet
0: potato crop. Yeah, a lot of potatoes are, don't like a lot of rain. We've had it, and I think it's making them rot. Now know, our so. sweet,
1: our sweet potatoes are going to be far behind. <clears throat> our tobacco, I must say, probably fifty percent of that got dusted up. I mean, really? it just it drowned right out. It whipped up and flattened right down.
5: Really? That makes me sad. You guys have more than two <laughs> crops?
1: Oh, yeah, we have probably. More than times. Two tell two tell crops. me about this more
5: than two crops. More comes. than two crops. I <laughs> mean.
1: is the Illinois, man. Yeah. <laughs> We're like one of the most diverse states in the Union.
5: Yeah, that'd, that'd be nice. Yeah. I, I mean.
1: But
2: well, you we, have
5: we, some wheat. Here and there, over there. Amen, brother. I was on the wheat run this summer. See, there you go. That's three. Sign me up. <laughs> cover crop. Got wheat one time yeah, in my life. Cover, cover crop, crop for us.
3: <laughs> Yeah, this year. This year for us, it was about in February. They were like, "Well, we better start uh, throwing some nitrogen into this cover crop because uh, we're just gonna cut some seven bush seven dollar wheat."
1: Yeah. <laughs> that, that's a, so that, they make yeah. that call. Come yep. springtime,
3: do are we gonna just kill it off? Or are we gonna throw some? Yeah, throw yep. some fertilizer to it and cut it this year. So yeah. I
1: mean, you're thinking. I mean, we have pota- We have Irish potatoes, sweet potatoes. We have sweet onions. We have corn, soybeans, cotton. We have wheat, triticale. Uh, the list goes on and on. Tobacco, um, watermelons, cantaloupes, pumpkins. I mean, it's it's all up there. Corn. Beans. Corn. <laughs> yeah, more corn and beans.
0: So let's, uh, let's hit a little equipment talk here. So if you were to say um, that the equipment situation has gotten any better since the last time UNITE did this, which was last week, uh, it's no, it hasn't. No. So if anybody, <laughs> if anybody was wondering, it's, it hasn't, <laughs> hasn't changed any. But, Odds are it's gotten worse. So here's something I'm thinking about. So we've got, I don't care what manufacturer you are, everyone's kind of in the same boat. There's going to be all of this equipment that shows up all the time. All at once. Bam, right? You're going to get this huge mash of equipment show up this fall going in, into the end of the fourth quarter, you know? And then it's, I think there's going to be this lull. And then, like, second quarter, beginning second quarter, mid-second quarter, is going to be another big big dump of equipment that come in. What are you guys doing with customers and, and their trades? Because, like, for example, like uh, we have situations where we might have new and sold to Adam over here and I take his trade and I've got it sold to somebody else and I've got his trade in, you know, I got Eddie's trade in sold to Aaron. Yeah. You know, I mean, We're four so deep. Yeah. If, if Adam would just get his act together, I could, I could make all this stuff happen, you know, at the same time. But what do you guys, how do you guys handle For it? For us,
4: yeah. uh, the bulk of our inventory will be coming in new orders yeah. uh, between now and December we'll have in less than five months a year supply. Yeah, and we're probably batting average around 80% of all that being dispersed out Yeah, into the third possibly eh, some of the fourth but the wholesale market is so strong they will take whatever you give them so there's an yeah. opportunity for us to place every tractor we have now peanut equipment cotton equipment is a whole different ball game so when you talk about those it's going to be some carryovers Yeah, yeah. Uh, but Supplier issues have hindered everyone, and we're already into talks of uh, reordering muds for '22, and we haven't even delivered them in '21. So So, just so we can get the tractors.
1: We're in the same. We're in the same boat. We've got some. Some of our guys have multiple muds going on at the same time. Yeah. I mean, we're started one. Now, we're starting another one midway of that initial Oh, budget. yeah,
4: before you even finish with the yeah. first.
1: But I think also, getting back to what you're talking about with the wholesalers, I think the A, B, and C market, so as far as your equipment grades, this is the only year, the last the last two years, and I think going into the next two years, this is the only year where we've had the biggest advantage of selling all four grades. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, sure. that, that whole demand curve has increased across the board. I mean, the Wholesalers are more willing to take a D, series, a D tractor and then fix it up because they know they can still make money out of it.
4: Well, we're selling anything from a one year old to ever how old, and we don't even want We had a wholesaler come on the yard the other day on a one year old <coughs> 5000 series with a loader, and we had no intentions of wholesaling. The salesman told him the number, which was stupid retail, and the wholesaler said, Okay, I'll buy it.
1: <laughs> and
4: i called the guy and i'm like you know you're gonna probably not make a whole lot he says well i've got to have something for myself yeah so i said they're, they're willing to to take that risk now yeah. and you know i think we're going to see that beyond a 12 month period until this thing subsides but uh, 12 months ago that would have never happened
1: now, right now <laughs> are you also seeing that across all the colors i mean we're seeing that
4: no, it doesn't matter it doesn't, the color, the trade doesn't matter the color, the trade maker, model. Get, they, there's so much uh, need.
1: We're we're getting wholesalers. We're getting wholesalers putting numbers on old Alice Chandler 70, 60s. I mean, it's ju- bro. right on. I mean, That's just just to have
5: yeah. <laughs> Casey. To your point, though, about you know, like Aaron said, like we're four trades deep on this. I've been traveling all summer trying to get those trade ins out of the farm and in June, it became crystal clear that our manufacturer's not gonna get us the product, and no one is giving up the trade-ins. Right. So we're four yeah. trades deep that are all <clears throat> sold. Yeah, know, that, they're all sold. There they sit.
0: I don't know about you guys, but this is the first time that I've been able to have a conversation with a customer about, hey, you know what, we told you it's gonna be here in X, and now it's gonna be Y. Yeah, you know, I remember it. I said Y, now it's gonna be Z, you know? They're like, oh, okay, and they don't throw fit. They don't stomp your feet, and it's because everything they do now.
3: Six months ago, they it, did. Yeah, six months. Ago. Six yeah, months they ago, they threw a fit about yeah. parts or whatever, yeah. and and now. Now it's like. From, from just something being yes, supposed yeah. to be there,
4: paid it, the it's becoming day. part of normal life. Yeah, that we yeah don't everybody's like, numb it, to it It's, yep. it's yep. happening.
1: But what we're seeing is our ag customers are more acceptable to that. Yeah. From the consumer side,
5: yep. they'll yep. just go to the first guy that's right. got it. They're going, yeah.
1: and it don't matter what color it yep. is. I right. mean, it and doesn't matter about anything.
5: Yeah. Yep. Mm, I'm scared to death of planners. In Illinois, as you know, yep. Exact merge Planner is king of the castle. Yep. and that's our most important piece of equipment hands down and we have a lot of planners sold and a lot of very expensive trade-ins on the books Mm -hmm. and everybody's like i gave you my combine and now you're going to have to give me a combine to run i'm absolutely not giving up my planner yeah we're seeing the same thing too man it's the same thing you know we
0: had um i was on we track this report you know how many machines are on tractor house and, and machine repeat and all that and we track this is the first time since 2014 that combines have been under ten thousand and that was they were right like right like right like 20 machines below ten thousand last month I checked it again just the other day they were it was under ninety five hundred yeah so' that's there's, crazy so it's getting to the point now where guys thinking about oh shit, well I know I'm gonna make some money. I need to have some some tax write off of some sort, you know, because everyone, every farmer is the richest person on a piece of paper, you know, I mean? and, and, <laughs> you know what I mean? And you start looking at five minute millionaire. You think about it. I mean, these guys get a tax bill for 150 grand. That's the cash coming out of their operating capital. You yep. know what I mean? And now all of a sudden, they're used to okay. Hundred fifty thousand dollars. I'll go buy, a, you know, whatever, and I'll have a eighty thousand dollar down payment or whatever I need to make or to make that work. My tax problem's taking care of itself, right? I, and I use eighty grand or fifty grand or whatever to come out of my cap. I'm kind of worried about what it looks like when these guys have, you know, a bunch of make a bunch of money. And, and what's that capital situation look like? That's what I'm. It's one of my biggest concerns going into the year how that's going to affect the first quarter. Because, uh, like you guys said, you know, you're going to have Year supply of tractors, something like yeah. that, coming in at the end of the year, so you're gonna have a great opportunity to sell us stuff. Like you're gonna, be... but
4: What's on the, the look- flip side, some of that, like you going back to the guys we're looking at now, that's gonna be a critical issue. Is at the end of the year they come to us wanting to buy something. It's see. not gonna be new. Right. It may be a uh, second to fourth tier trade, and we're gonna to have to sell them sell it to them physically, in six months or less, I'm gonna trade it right exactly. back yeah. just to keep their paperwork so they're not having to have these tax issues, yeah. and that's the only way we're gonna build them. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's a... Uh, whether they even operate the machine or not, right. it's just a market It's green. like prepaying
3: the co-op for your fertilizer. Right. and exactly. Seed, yeah. seed exactly. and all that yeah. kind of stuff, it's just yeah. gonna be a yep.
1: transactional deal on the tractor. The yeah. other the other side of the coin on that side, Dave, is you're gonna have a lot of guys that don't even identify themselves to you, they're going to go to an auction and say, well, you know, I might be able to buy it cheaper on auction, yeah, but, it's, it's, but it's going to be an inflated value on <laughs> yeah. the auction. Right. And then six to eight months later, it's going to be coming back to the dealership at an inflated value.
3: Mm-hmm. Or they're going to want said inflated in value for it. Right. 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 Exactly. Yeah.
1: And, and I do see that, I mean, because with, with us, North Carolina, Virginia, South Carolina, I feel like coming between now and the end of December, we're going to have an overzealous auction season. Oh, wow. Yeah. No um, I mean just yep. one one company I've talked to, they're gonna have six sales between now and December. Yeah. I yep. mean so I, I do think we're gonna see some values that are gonna get really hyper inflated and that you know, that affects us on the other side when we're trying to do these trades with the guys that aren't doing it. Yep.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I what you're saying I think is is right and there's gonna be a lot of uh, a lot of estate retirement sale type things that pop up yep. too. And again those are even gonna be even higher. Yeah, I don't know. Right. I think I watched. I can't remember what it was the other day. Combine, I think maybe, and it sold for fifteen thousand dollars more than I had asking price for mine sitting on
3: the lot. The the Sullivan things that he put up there just in the last. What he said the last two months. Yes. The the random stuff. What those that equipment sold for. What was that? What
0: was that one that sold? Was it eighty three hundred? That sold no,
3: sold
0: for ninety six twenty. Ninety
3: six twenty. Yeah. With yeah, triples for two hundred.
0: Two hundred and 270,
4: something. Two seventy is about fifty thousand yeah. over yeah. Yeah. reported value. Ninety six twenty.
3: Not an R. Not an R. No, not, no, not an R. I
5: will say I saw it in person. That was a damn nice tractor, though. But, <laughs> but, but, but but what does
1: that what does that do to the market though for the guys that hadn't seen that tractor?
4: Well, I think you can't even look at the market right now. Right. We're in, we're in such a
3: every deal's different. Yeah, it's yeah. all you can yeah, go around the table and big ask big. how
4: many how many years everyone's been in this industry, and don't matter if you've been in it two or twenty or thirty. This market is is a market that no one's ever seen. Right. Even right. the Fair forecasters size. and yep. we will never probably see this again, and to tell you how long it's going to last. No one knows. No. There's a prediction, but. <laughs> We're just going to have to all work together as as organizations to try to weather it before it happens and hopefully be out of
0: non-inflated inventory when this thing does go yeah. south. So I've given that some thought, too, about kind of when. I don't think that demand is ever going to. We're not going to see demand slow down for a while. I think, right. I think we're going to. I mean, even after the factories get caught up and we are getting regular orders and everything's kind of back to some. Like normal, you know. I still don't think we're going to see demand slip like we've seen it, you know, like, like 2014 or anything like that. To your point, when that when that does normalize back out, and you're trading the 9620 for 280 thousand dollars or whatever you're doing, you can do that now and get away with it. You you will not be able to no. do that. I mean, it's just no. going to snap. It'll be yeah. It'll be I mean, overnight. Just, no.
4: We're we're meetings years ago. I've been to several dealer group meetings and the automobile industry, we're so much like them now. And, you know, they told us 10, 15 years ago we were gonna to get to that point and I told them they were crazy and now it's, it's happening. And we're gonna follow suit in the same way they're operating as, you know, their demand really never ends. Right. And they're they get into a normalized inventory situation and all of a sudden it spikes and it comes down. They tend to weather it better than we do, so we just got to figure it out that yeah. happy medium. Yeah. Yeah. Pr-
3: no. Price wise, though, like, do you, with all these inflated steel prices and mm-hmm. stuff, I mean, do you guys at all see it coming back, retracting some? No. No. You know, I don't think it's going to retract. So, I think I mean, it's it gonna might be come down a little it's, bit, but it's, it's, it's just going gonna... to
4: increase yeah. the product.
3: I, yeah. I had another manufacturer, a small short line we deal with, and talking with the owner uh, two weeks ago, and that he physically said between now and February, our small stuff that we buy, gearboxes, drive lines, all the components, chains, are going. they've already been told they're going up 14% more on top of where they're at today between now and February, you know, and... The, the funny thing that I've seen being in a pile of short lines is the differences in each manufacturers and how much some of them have absorbed and the differences in where they're built in the world and the amount of or lack of increase that some have seen. So some of the countries, like over towards Asia, like 4% on some of the small tractors for their Germany and Austria and Europe equipment, not quite as much. The North American stuff made in U.S. and Canada has multiple price increases over the last year where some of the other ones have just done it on discounts you know they haven't even had to take a a price increase we just do it on the discount side of things and and that's been the biggest thing for me to see is where it's made in the world now they're still having trouble making that piece of equipment or at least finding a container to put it on to get it here so they're still having the same shortages but they haven't had the steel and component price increases that we've seen in North America and that's what's that's what's crazy to me is, is, yeah. is, is seeing that.
4: Well, it's like some of the <laughs> manufacturers, you're talking about some of our short lines. Uh, just this week I've priced and they give me uh, 24 to 48, sometimes a little 72 hours on that quote, and that's it because once they get my order in the system, there's no telling how many more came in and they're gonna have to up their buying of that raw product to, to bring it in. So mm-hmm. we're quoting,
0: it's it's quoting by the day. Yeah, yep. That's that's the other thing we've had to change up too. Is we're so used to making a quote and you kind of let the quote
1: linger days. Right. Yeah,
0: let it linger for a while and then you're know, you still interested in this or not, man? And I tell you what. I don't know how many things I've quoted in in seven or eight days like like you're talking about. You get oh by the way now what mm-hmm. you ordered is now fourteen percent higher. Yep. Like,
3: or or have the order <laughs> have the order have the new piece of equipment the order's yeah. been in the and system for six months and they go a, back yeah. and say hey the, even though you've had it in there six months yeah we're going price increase that one now I have yeah. got some that have said nope you ordered it then at that price and they're locking it in and man that sure is nice but yeah i, I won't we'll call a
4: manufacturer but i just got two machines delivered that were on order for close to 12 months and they hit me uh at one point for fifteen hundred, and now a three thousand dollar extra steel surcharge. Yeah. So what do you do? Do you you can't uh, you can tell them to take the load back, but there's somebody else waiting to take that order because we need that product on the yard. Yeah. Yep. And you can't sell from an empty wagon. We
0: know that. So makes it tough. It really does. Well, I guess as you guys take a look at at going through. Like 22, what are some of your thoughts about that? I mean, I look at 22 thinking that um, I don't see a lot changing as far as you know, same, same the, as the same, 21, the same conversation the right, right part, now. Yeah. I don't see much changing there. So, what is? I guess what are you, what do you, what are you doing? What are you going to do to to make make that work? Where, where, where's that fine line in the sand? That you know, I'm going to go to auction day. I'm going to buy 10 tractors. I don't care how much they costs. Where does that where does that line stop and, you know, irrational decisions start to kind of yeah. fumble in?
4: Well, it's, it's a market-driven world right now we're in and, and we have to go back and caution our salesmen to, to not overpromise and, you know, explain to them in the best terms you can that, hey, this is an inflated market. Yeah. What you're selling your customer, if he comes back in 12 months, we may not can give him the typical usage that you know, we may give on a, on a machine that's 15,000 a year just right. across the board, you know he may, he may have to pay double. Yeah. So it's a, to your point, it's, it's an extreme, extreme, extreme trying to figure out yeah. where to go, there's no glass ball, because if there were, we wouldn't be sitting here talking. That's right, uh, that's right. I
0: think each deal can be separate. You know, yeah. yep. each deal each customer to be a different deal yeah yeah. You know. yep. line of communication is going to be really good yeah. with your customer this is <laughs> the most cautioned I've ever been in my life in this business not necessarily we were cautioned you know when we saw the slide you know in the economy and those kind of things but I mean, I'll tell you what this is a this is a whole different kind of thing like you want to go out and you want Both to buy? Go, yeah. Go scared from, to death, yeah. But you're like, man, I don't know when it's going to be. Yeah. Am I going to be the? Am I going to be the dumbass that gets caught with that fifty thousand dollar? We bought these. Whatever. You know? We
2: bought these ten tractors yesterday. And we woke up today, and they are super wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think all that comes back from what we experienced in fourteen fifteen. I'm oh, sure. Yeah. The cake That's party funny. ended
0: then, yeah. and the hungover started. <laughs> and that was a long hangover. <laughs> yeah.
3: But, I mean, still, it was a steady... You knew your orders came in when they were supposed to. It was a steady stream of stuff. <laughs> like what Eddie said with the bulk, and then all of a sudden you've got orders that have been backing up and backing up, and then they send them to you at once. So we had all these orders planned to sell, and we never did get them sold because they weren't sitting there. And then, so it may be they show up, and then... It it dies on us it, so it's not even used equipment that we're hung with, it's a bunch of new equipment it's that you get hung with for a while.
5: It's the slug feed into the supply chain where in fourteen it was we ordered them a combine and it came yep. in an X number of months, like clock. And sometimes they showed up early. Earlier. It was great.
4: Yeah.
2: hmm
5: We could've predict that. Now yep. it's like we have no idea what's happening. But the but the good thing is, like you and I were talking the other day,
2: it's not it. It's a blessing that for which the used is doing what it is because of the, you know, the BS in the new world. So, but because of that, we're not going to have the. Oh my God! We'll have so many 21s and 22s. You know, it won't be like the 12s and 13s yeah, you know, per, right. of every color of yeah. every machine. Yeah. So, yeah. that that is one benefit too. We're not going to have a slug of. Oh my God!
5: A 2012 S670. The inventory on the books is less. Right. Sure. That's the way less. The key differentiator there. Yep. That's that's the one thing too is that
0: when things do change and the normalization comes back to where we're getting stuff on a regular basis like we're supposed to be, we we won't have. We're gonna have a pretty empty cover to fill back up. So that that gradual kind of getting the trades back in and, and starting to see that inventory pile back up. What's happened here this last two years could be five years before we actually get caught, you know, caught back up to the actual having some. Oh boy, we got an inventory problem. Now. What are we gonna do? We'll probably forget how to handle those. We'll like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> we used to do. This, nah, it's, it's
2: it's pretty ingrained. I think yeah. it'll be we, right. used to, we
0: used to do this, but I don't remember how we did it. So, well, yeah, so. well, fellas, this is good. Glad to see you guys again, man. It's really, oh, really a pleasure. Thank you for the invite. Yeah, man. Awesome. Thanks for doing it, man. Thank yeah, you, Joyce. thoroughly enjoy it. Adam, tell them where they can find your podcast.
3: Haggish Podcast on uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all that. Websites, Twitter, Facebook. Yep. Haggish Farmer. We got a pretty cool one coming up with an organic guy up in upstate New York. Farms a couple thousand acres oh, wow. organically. Yeah. and kind of how he was able to scale that. Yeah. So uh, got that one coming up uh, pretty soon. I think that'll be a pretty good invite. And another good uh, buddy of ours, I went to college with my wife, Jay Hill, out of Southwest Texas. He would actually be from West Texas and big in the hay business, ships hay and silage all over the world. He's kind of a uh, cool deal, big on social media, influence on Instagram, and stuff like that. So Jay's gonna be coming up here in a week or two as well.
0: Good deal. Well, fellas, glad to see you guys. Hopefully do it again next year. Yes, and, sir. here. Uh, hear. can <laughs> do that. <laughs> right on. Well, I'm Casey Seymour with Moving Iron Podcast. Check me out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So You're going to find the latest editions of Moving Iron Podcast. Go to movingironllc.com for all the latest news, whatever news, I guess, I put on my website. So go check that out. And uh, enjoy. Enjoy this economy, because it's going to be uh, something that we're never going to see again, I don't think. You know? so, it'll be an interesting time. So, for Aaron, Brent, what's your name again? Matt, <laughs> <laughs> Eddie, <laughs> Brian, and Adam. the Move our Podcast, out. You want to have a meaningful, competitive advantage to help sell more equipment. Whether you represent the sales, parts, or management department of an implement dealership, There's a surprising amount of complexity when it comes to tire, wheel, and track technology. Let Axon worry about that so you can get back to supporting your customers. Axon has leveraged years of experience to create a streamlined process that gives you a proven path to help today's grower and sell more equipment. The roots of their organization go back almost 100 years to the invention of the rubber tractor tire. Supporting agriculture is the number one driver of Axon from product development through sales and service. To find more or become an Axon dealer,